0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML.
1: Now, let's get down to what's happening in the neighborhoods. Uh, Neighbors rallied uh, around the Queen and Herkimer area in downtown Hamilton on Monday morning. Boy, it was chilly doing that. To promote their need for safety when it comes to that intersection. Uh, I've driven that a thousand times probably in the last couple of weeks. We always use that. It's one of the busiest neighborhoods, one of the busiest intersections in the city. And they've got some very legitimate concerns about what's going on down there. Tom Flood is uh, one of the folks who organized the rally. He joins us on the Bill Keller Show to bring us up to speed on this. Tom, thank you for the time. It's good to have you with us today.
0: No problem. Thanks for having me on, Bill.
1: Let's talk a little bit about some of the concerns, which uh, should be obvious to a lot of people, but let's, let's put these things on the table so we can talk about them.
0: Yeah, no problem. I mean, number one concern is, of course, speed. Um, speed is the, the real big issue on this street. We've had way too many serious serious crashes on this stretch of uh, clean from Aberdeen all the way north. But, I mean, they are consecutive intersections um, that have had major crashes. These aren't just minor fender benders. They're, um, you know, rolled vehicles, uh, pile-ups vehicles on sidewalks, obliterated bus shelters. So this is a 40 zone, and when you're absolutely decimating bus shelters, you're, you're not going 40 or 50. You're, you're taking it probably to the next level.
1: There's a... Uh well i was going to talk about this being a school zone i mean that's the school the st Joseph's school is not too too far away but i know there there are kids that do make that walk back and forth uh there's always a lot of pedestrians it's a it's a great neighborhood it's it's a walking neighborhood i just had coffee down there with a dear friend uh, just a couple of days ago and we were remarking about how how this neighborhood has rejuvenated in fact such a great neighborhood architecturally but at the same time you're seeing younger families moving in there and when you've got cars that are out of control and people that are driving too quickly uh, I'd be concerned too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've got two young boys that I take over to Lock Street for their school. They're four and six years old. We we bike a lot of the time. We walk most of the other time. And it's 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 a really scary stretch to get across. Um, it, you know, just this, this morning on the way back from dropping them off, I just about got hit again at that pedestrian crossover uh, at Herkimer. Um, so the city has done a lot of you know great things. they've implemented that pedestrian crossover. I just mentioned the speed has been dropped from fifty to forty. so they're attempting to make things safer, but it's it's just not good enough in this um, kind of reckless culture of speed that we have in Hamilton.
1: Well, let's talk about road design and a couple of other things because there have been some ideas that have been floated over the last little while that I thought would have been and should have been implemented some time ago. and that's of course, a two-way conversions. Uh, I, that that configuration in the neighborhood, especially at the in the intersection to which you're referring, Tom, has always been problematic and, and maybe it worked back in the 1930s and 40s when we didn't have too many vehicles and they didn't vie very quickly but uh, the times have changed and that intersection is, is problematic. I think the design of it is problematic.
0: Yeah well I mean at this point the two-way has been given the green light to go ahead. I think construction's set to begin in 2019 and that whole um, island intersection at Herkimer is going to be completely redesigned which is great. what we're looking for is maybe expediting that to happen a little quicker um, and when we do implement this new two-way ensure that we actually have proper traffic calming measures uh, being um, installed alongside you know narrow lanes and uh, other measures you know we're also looking maybe for some further enforcement immediately to kind of send the message that you can't speed here um, and maybe any other temporary measures that we can get in the interim but um, Bill it's really important to note that you know, I, I live near Queen Street, so this is, this is where I live, but this is an issue and an epidemic that runs throughout the entire city. It's in Dundas, it's in Ancaster, it's North End, it's East Hamilton. This is something that really affects the entire city and, and really shouldn't be a divisive issue with, uh, with anyone having safe streets.
1: No, but you, you've heard the arguments against this, and, and yeah. I, I've talked to Councilor Marula. Uh, this was a couple of years ago, I guess, when Sam instituted the 40-kilometer speed limit on Kenilworth Avenue. Mm-hmm. And there was huge outrage at that time. How could you do right. that? That's a main artery. What do I I've got i got to get from point A to point B, and I'm in a hurry. Uh, notwithstanding the fact that there are schools all over the place and kids and, and people walking up and down the street and trying to cross the street, uh, it works now, uh, I, you know. I'm sure there are still a lot of speeding tickets that are handed out, but I think most people buy into that after a while. But it's it's like you're trying to push a rock uphill to try to get uh, people to understand that the neighborhood safety is is the priority here. It's not how quickly you can get from point A to point B.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. A lot, of, a lot of people like to set this up as or frame it up as an anti-car type of um, ideal. And it's not an anti I'm not an anti-car person. I have a car. I use my car. I drive these streets just like everybody else that uh, seems to complain about it. it. It's not it's pro-people and pro neighborhoods. It, if it's anti-anything, it's anti-speeding. And I think that's something that everyone can get behind. You know, I think I assume everybody wants their loved ones <laughs> to be able to move through their na- neighborhood safely. You know so if if you want that then we're in agreement if you don't then you should really ask yourself why don't you want that well Maybe, but, and, sorry, and, sorry, and sorry.
1: that's that's the concern here and and i'm a uh, listen I, i'm a self-confessed car guy you know i i don't cycle i, I when i'm downtown it's usually you know I'm, I'm going to my wife's office or i'm going to pick something up at the bank whatever the case might be so i'm driving I, and i you know but at the same time i have to have respect for neighborhoods and communities. And it's not a priority that I get there as quickly as possible. So I supported the bike lanes on on Herkimer and on Charlton. Right. I know it's a different configuration. Get over it. You know, exactly. get, get, just get over it and understand that this is the way things are going to be and learn to live with it. You might take an extra 30 seconds or 40 seconds to get to wherever it is you want to go. So what? Would you rather put somebody else's life at risk just because you need to get that extra 30 or 40 seconds?
0: Yeah, it, it, it's extremely frustrating hearing that, I guess you call it an argument of, uh, you know, losing 30 or 40 seconds. I mean, essentially live by the golden rule. Drive in other neighborhoods the way you drive in your own. You know, that's all we're really asking.
1: I, I know, but it's like uh, the problem here is that every time this happens and every time some of these measures are put in place, uh, there's always going to be pushback. And, and I've I got to give the, the city councillors, and at least some of them anyway, uh, an awful lot of credit uh, because they do – understand that okay, I'm gonna get pushback from other areas, but I've got to be concerned about neighborhood safety. And we saw this happen. I mean, how many years now? I mean when I was doing the commute to Toronto many years ago, I'd come down the West Fifth Hill and I'd turn left onto Markland and cut across through that neighborhood and yep. now I I'd like to think that I obeyed the traffic laws ninety nine point nine percent of the time, but apparently a lot of people didn't. So now that's restricted. You can't do that. Okay, you know what? That's fine. You just learn to find another way. But people just don't seem to understand that. They are so egocentric, and all they care about is, uh, I need to get someplace, get out of my way. And that, that's, that's that's not the way that, that you're supposed to be in, in a community like this, or any community.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, speaking of city council, our, our councillor, Farr, has always had an open door for me to come in and discuss this exact issue with him. And, again, like I said, they've implemented a few changes on Queen Street. There's been calming measures all through the neighbourhood, um, speed bumps, stop signs you know, speed reduction. So I'm very grateful for all of those things. That's fantastic. But we're in a city with, the, like I said earlier, the culture of speed and getting places as fast as possible, which a lot of people pride the city on, um, we need to, yeah, like, like you said, redesign and further changes are needed. And we need them done sooner and across the entire city.
1: And and I get that because there was a mindset back in the 1950s, I guess, uh, that, that basically said, look, we're going to set up this series of one-way streets so you can zoom across. And, and there was, a, there was a, a different attitude then. I mean, an awful lot of the people worked in the North End at that time, and a lot of people were moving up to the mountain to the, some of the newer developments, the newer neighborhoods there, and they had to get down to the factories and get back at the end of the day. So they did all this one-way street stuff, and I, I can understand that. And at that time and place, it made an awful lot of sense. But we're over that and and i think we have to just uh, understand and maybe even accept that i uh, the biggest problem you've got tom i think is an awful lot of people on city council still don't get the idea
0: yeah i i, I completely I, I agree phil <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so what are you going to do you did the rally uh, yesterday uh braving the cold and the miserable weather that we've had the last couple of days uh what's the message you want to get across to city council
0: well yeah so it's it's two things. Again, one is the awareness. Maybe drivers actually saw us out there and we're slowing down a little bit. Um, but to councils, let's really expedite what we're doing on safer streets and, and calming measures and get it done sooner and get that conversation going and having tangible um, affects a lot sooner than you know we'll get to it later and, and maybe we can start a, a, attacking Vision Zero and then moving a little quicker on on uh, that campaign.
1: What kind of what kind of a buy-in are you getting from your neighbors on this? I mean notwithstanding how many people might have showed up at the rally I mean other things you know people have got work to go to and other things so not everybody can attend these sorts of things but uh, but the neighborhood in which you live uh, is, is pretty proactive when it comes to getting things done.
0: Yeah absolutely we're, we're pretty lucky to live in an area where people are very engaged um, pretty great response. And again, it it goes across the board. People came out from all sorts of neighborhoods to support us at uh, yesterday's demonstration. People from Corktown, the north end, all over, because we all share the same concern for speeding in our our neighborhoods.
1: Has there been any discussion about speed limits? Uh, Because as they've done in some of the other areas about, uh, I I know that in having some off the record conversations with some of the city councillors over the last couple of months, uh, there's some discussion going on. It's not official yet. That they just may have the, the, the fallback speed limit for the city streets may just be 40, as opposed to the 50 or whatever it might be on some of the uh, city streets right now. And now that's, that's different, but I know that some other cities in North America have already gone that way. And uh, is that something that you'd be pushing for? Is that something you'd like to see council debating? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Happy to have our street limits or our speed limits lowered. I'd like to get down to, to 30, to be perfectly honest. Anyone that's driving on on one of our streets that have houses and residential on them, you know when you're driving 40 and there's cars parked along the side, if a kid runs out, that's too fast. You won't have time to stop.
1: You know, so, it, it's interesting. I, I mentioned I was down there the other day having coffee, and I was, uh, I was driving along Charlton uh, towards Queen. And, and now that those cars are in that, that park lane is there, uh and there is restricted traffic you know what it, d- it did to me is it made me more aware of the fact that i've got to be careful because you don't know what's going to happen i i think when you just have three lanes of traffic that was just you know going hell bent for leather uh heading west along charlton for instance or the- going the other way on herkimer that you you tend to lose that perspective and you just think i can go as fast as i want because there's nothing in my way and, and yeah, subconsciously i think you actually put the f- the pedal to the metal a little bit more
0: that That's exactly right, Bill. The design has everything to do with it. A lot of people aren't even driving fast intentionally. It's not like they're acting reckless, but when you have, like you said, three lanes of open road, you can't even sometimes help it. You're just, you know, drawn to driving a little bit faster because you feel safe to do so.
1: Well, sure. You get a block away from the intersection to which you're talking here, Queen and Herkimer, and you've got a, a, a drugstore there, and there's people going back and forth because it's a neighborhood drugstore, you've got a variety store. Uh, you, there's a lot of pedestrian traffic that's there, and you've got people that are walking their dogs up and down. Uh, you don't notice that if you're going quickly. If you slow down a little bit, you understand that, okay, I can understand this now. There are people there that are relying on me to drive safely so they can be safe.
0: That, that's exactly right. You know, we should all be careful on, this, on the roads and the streets, but um, when you're driving a pretty, pretty heavy vehicle, there's a bit of an extra onus on... Uh,
1: on yourself. What kind of support are you getting from city council on this? I know that the the, the two board counselors, Council Farr and Ward Two and Councilor Johnson in Ward One, have spoken uh, considerably uh, about road safety and about traffic calming methods. Uh, you, they've got your back, but uh, are you hearing from other councilors about this? Because I let me put it this way: you know, when the bike lanes went, the parking lanes went in, and the bike lanes went in on Herkimer and Charlton. You know, Tom, there was a lot of pushback from some of the other councilors that said this is this is not right.
0: Oh, I, I remember that quite well, Phil. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Far and Johnson have been very supportive. They were out of the demonstration yesterday, which is great. But uh, yeah, you're right. It's now time to talk to everybody else because it's a citywide issue. It's not just in this neighborhood.
1: Do you get the sense that uh, that maybe some of those people are starting to become a little more flexible about this and understand how important it is?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think all the measures that's been put in place in the last four or five years are starting to, you know, um, to, to loosen up some of the the councillors ideas on you know having safer neighborhoods.
1: You know what's interesting about this, even the ones that, that were speaking out against what you guys were doing in your neighborhoods down there, uh, they all have their own problems in their own wards. Uh, it, it might be a little bit different but it's variations on the same theme and and that theme being that people drive too quickly, people don't obey stop signs, people don't pay attention to what's going on and they don't seem to understand or worse don't seem to care they're really driving through residential neighborhoods and and they're not driving appropriately.
0: Yeah, that's that's exactly it. People aren't taking the care, time, respect um, when they're going through other neighborhoods and it's 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 scary. You know people are driving seventy kilometers, eighty kilometers on these residential streets that you should be driving thirty on.
1: Well, you mentioned that you'd like to expedite the uh, the two-way conversion, which I, I think would be beneficial in the, to try to address some of these concerns. Uh, any sense? I mean, they're heading into budget year right now. Is there any sense that they may try to move that ahead?
0: Well, I don't know yet at this point, but I, you know, emailed uh, Councillor Farr and hopefully we'll have a meeting within the next week or so and go over some of these details.
1: Tom, stay in touch with us. Let us know what's going on. But uh, congratulations to you and your neighbours and uh, uh, those who are supporting you from outside that neighbourhood as well, because they understand certainly the importance of what you guys are doing here about uh, about safety. Uh, you know, one injury is one injury too many. One accident is one accident too many. Uh, and the more that we can do to try to alleviate that, the better off we're all going to be in this community. That's right. Thanks a lot, Bill. Task. Okay, thanks again, Tom. Stay in touch. Okay, bye. Tom Flood uh, from uh, that neighborhood uh, organizing the rally yesterday. And and I know, look, at I talked to some of the counselors at the time that questioned uh, the, the legitimacy of putting the bike lanes in and the parked lanes uh, that are, are on Herkimer and Charlton right now. But this is all about traffic calming. Uh, and if the, your major complaint is it slows you down, that's what it's supposed to do. That's the purpose to slow people down because they were driving too quickly. And maybe that doesn't matter to you if you live up on the mountain, for instance, you live in Dundas or Ancaster and you're in a hurry to get to the hospital. You're in a hurry to get out and go to the, to the LCBO over on Dundas. It doesn't matter. It's a neighborhood. And you'd want that same kind of respect in your neighborhood. You'd want people to obey traffic laws and traffic signals and look out for kids and be careful about th- what's going on in the neighborhood. And it's a matter of mutual respect, that if you'd like to see that in your neighborhood, then you should also be cognizant of that when you drive into those people's neighborhoods. And that's really what it comes down to. So I applaud these people. I applaud them for being proactive on this and and trying to get some things done. And yeah... <laughs> Klaus Wagner from, uh, from Hamilton Police Services is on the program often. Of course, he talks about traffic safety because that's, that's his wheelhouse. That's what he, he, he's so good at, of course, with Hamilton Police Service. And he'll tell you. You know, when, you know, he stops people for traffic infractions or for speeding, whatever. There's a number of different things that, that he'll get pulled over for. Or, I mean, some people driving too quickly through school zones, some people ignoring school buses, you know, when the, the stop sign goes up on the school bus. It's ridiculous what some people do. Well, I was in a hurry. Too bad. And if if it's going to make you late, if the traffic calming is going to make you late, leave earlier. It's a simple solution. If you always leave the house at 8 o'clock and know I'm going to be an extra three minutes late, leave the house at 7.55. And that way everybody's safe. The
0: Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.